Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Silver, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Show as we get closer to the Super Bowl, a lot to discuss. We haven't even really gotten into the Bears raising ticket prices uh, for season ticket holders, uh, and we'll read you what uh, Kevin Warren wrote to the season ticket holders coming up at about five thirty. Um, he sent that out earlier. It's a today. very long message. It is. It is. Um, who he mentioned, who he didn't mention in that letter. Raising prices, uh, you know, on average of about 8%, as much as 11%. They are giving uh, a discount, a greater discount, though, to the season ticket holders on concessions. Whoa, yes. All right. So, you know, listen, they win four more games this year than they did last year. That's an 8% rise in ticket prices. They're getting like 20, I think he said 20 to 30% discounts. Uh, can, on the concession. Listen, that's great. It's better than nothing. It is. How much does it cost for a 16-ounce beer? Because they do, they sell them in the big boy fashion these days, don't they, more of them? Yes. I'm not even sure. I didn't even look when I was walking around Soldier Field. Meller, how much does it cost me to get a 16-ounce beer at Soldier Field? 15? I got to confirm. 15 13 and a half? I was thinking maybe 13, close 15? to 20. Oh, really? That's what Am I, was I shooting light? I don't know. For a 16-ounce Miller Lite? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much it is. What do you? is. Let's see what Twitch is saying. Let's go to Field Yates in the meantime. Field's name is not in this letter that Kevin... I was looking for, to see if Fields was mentioned by Kevin Warren. He wasn't. He was That's one of the people thing. that was not mentioned. That is correct. Uh, Justin Fields was not mentioned Justin either. Justin Fields was not mentioned. Field Yates, Ooh. our friend, um, joining us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Does great work covering the NFL. Uh, for ESPN, he joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Are you in Vegas right now? I'm in Vegas. I'm on Radio Row. And I'm not going to lie, guys. A little sad that we're not doing this in person right yes. now. But I understand. I understand how uh, things have changed all over the radio landscape. But it's been awesome to be out here and uh, pretty fired up for Sunday. Not going to lie. How, uh, how many different hits have you uh, have you done so far today, Field? Ooh, I lost track after a while. Uh, Tyler, your great producer, hit me up yesterday. And I'll tell you this, enough that uh, I saw Tyler's text while doing one and didn't have the wherewithal to respond. <laughs> so hit me up again this morning. Oh. And, of course, we were able to hi- uh, iron this out. So nice. my apologies to, uh, to you guys and Tyler, of course. But, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's part of the uh, experience is what I would say, right? Like, I, I didn't, uh, I, I'm not surprised by how many people are here and how many people want to talk about the game, or as you guys know, sometimes at the Super Bowl, it's about other things that are not at all related to football. But uh, it's a crazy scene every single year. How do you feel about the follow-up text? Is it is it bothersome, or is it is it a good reminder? Because you are so busy, and you you like the follow-up just to remind you. No, I, I, Tyler, I mean Tyler and I go back, so you know we have a friendship. You know, we've done obviously the events uh, out there in Chicago every summer. So uh, he's definitely not one that I am bothered by with the followers. I try, try my best to respond to all radio requests. And sometimes the, the reality is that, you know, if someone asks you to do a, a spot during your show, the answer is just no. So I don't mind the follow-up text, especially not from Tyler. And right. talking to you guys, 
is an honor. Oh, thank wow. you. It's an honor to talk to you. So I'm us- trying to get into the season ticket holder letter, so I'm saying nice things right yeah, now. The official yeah. radio station of Chicago Bears. Us not being there, if we were there, we know we would be your favorite show. So we're not there. Duh. Out of all yeah. the shows on Radio Duh. Row, what uh, in, in any market you could pick, what is your okay. favorite radio show on Radio Row that's there? Ooh, man, I got to tell you, the, the one, this is not a radio show, but I had a lot of fun. This is kind of an out-of-nowhere appearance with Cam Newton on his show, which streams on YouTube. And I got to tell you, Cam is impressive with how quickly he's assimilated into, like, Real media presence. Uh, I'm, I like it, it's obviously an era where we're seeing a lot more of these athletes with their own presence and their own shows. But Cam, like he's got something special about his broadcasting ability that kind of mirrors what he had as a football player too. Like that guy just seems to have life figured out. What'd you guys talk about? Uh, kind of actually more like he was actually I was surprised with this. You want to talk more like my journey, like how, how I really? got to where I'm at at ESPN. So a nice conversation there and. Uh, yeah, and then we exchanged fashion tips at the end. I don't think he was very impressed with my button down, so uh, I could probably use some advice from him. What what part of his kind of uh, getup would you, I, I don't know, be most attracted? Would it be the hat? I know he wears a lot of scarves. What what? Yeah. What's appealing about what he wears? Uh, probably, uh, if, unless I could like take his biceps, probably his hat. Because okay. the hat game is legit. Yeah. He has to have confidence, obviously, to wear it, uh, but I don't think he lacks in that department either. How many questions have you answered about the Bears while you've been there? A lot. I love, I, I was talking to our guy, Adam Hoagie, obviously. At the, uh, Adam Hoag, but I call him the Hoagie Man. Um, That's and, great. Uh, we were, he, he's great. And uh, he, tell you what, he, he said it. He, he sums it up nicely. He was like, I'm willing to bet the third most talked about team right now in the Super Bowl week is the Bears. And uh, I would say that not just for Chicago-based shows, but all over the map, I've been asked plenty about what is going to become the biggest story in the NFL, and that's what the Bears decide to do with that number one pick, which is, I don't know, what are we at, like 85 days away from the draft now? Well, that's it, a long time, but it seems like it just great conti- for content, though. Yes, it just gets ratcheted up every day, and we're talking to Field Yates from ESPN. Now, uh, the journey that you talked about, that um, Cam wanted to talk so much about you started it let me refresh people you were at the new england patriots as an intern then you went to the kansas city chiefs as a scout and that's where you met of course ryan poles young ryan poles yeah young ryan poles but this is about you right now and your scouting ability so if you had whatever tools you needed to scout caleb williams what would you write down how would you describe what you how uh, about Caleb Williams as a quarterback and what you know about him right now if you were working for a team? Yeah, so we always start with like the physical build of a player. So Caleb is not. I mean, he's like six foot two. Like he's not an overwhelming prospect in terms of his size, but that is certainly not something that's going to be a deterrent for him at the next level. He's plenty big enough. The arm is incredible. He has phenomenal accuracy. Everybody knows about the magician-like ability to navigate the pocket and throw on the run. That's probably the most uh, impressive part of his throwing game is throwing on the run uh, as a right-handed quarterback, like running to his left or plays where he throws back from across his body, which is oftentimes a quarterback no-no, but when you're as good as Caleb Williams is, you can get away with it at the college level. You know, this season was a disappointment for USC as a team, and it was a backward step in terms of production for Caleb this season. But I think part of the reality for that, guys, is 
He won the Heisman last year with like one of the single greatest college football seasons we've ever seen. Uh, it, I'm not saying this is the exact one for one comparison, but you know Patrick Mahomes' first season as a full time starter, he had 50 touchdown passes, and everybody was like, "It's about to be on." Like you know, we're going to start to see 50 touchdown pass seasons every year. And the following year, he dips to like 35, which was still, I think, most in the NFL but it was 70% of the prior year. So I felt like Caleb's discount this year wasn't so bad that it made me feel entirely different about the kind of player that he is or he will become at the NFL level. There are a few questions for all these prospects to answer, but I think those guys have a real chance to kind of solidify where they stand at the combine when he actually has a chance to meet with, in person, the Bears and a variety of other teams. What are you hearing about where the Bears interest is with regard to Caleb Williams or is it too early to to kind of connect any dots yeah I haven't heard anything like super specific other than like you know, hey the Bears are absolutely fixated on him or they're for some reason uh, off put by Caleb Williams I've heard none of that uh, whatsoever I will just say that you know in the informal polls you do from time to time with people around the NFL that while there are three outstanding quarterback prospects in this year's class Jaden Daniels and Drake may be in the others People who have studied this class or just have offered up an opinion on what the Bears might do certainly seem to be operating under the idea that the the odds-on favorite is Caleb Williams to be the number one overall pick. But I would say that it's early enough in the process where, like, I'm trying to think of, like, the perfect parallel to what those odds mean to me. Uh, but I, I don't think anything is, like, final decision. I don't think that there is, like, a scenario in which – like, yeah, there, I think there are scenarios, because we're so early in the process, where like other names could be bandied about over the next two and a half months. Well, while you're in Vegas, if you were forced to put a wager down on what the Bears will do with that first overall selection, where would your money go? It would go, it would be Caleb Williams. Uh, but like, you know, and I'm not saying this because I know something. I'm not saying this because I have like a, I have an opinion that's, uh, you know, against Caleb Williams or in favor of somebody else. But I just, like, this doesn't strike me as quite as ironclad as like Trevor Lawrence in 2021 uh, only because Caleb's season this past year wasn't great relative statistically, as I was saying earlier, to the one it was the year before, even though it was still awesome. I, I know that uh, people are going to be you know, weary of a guy who has won like off the chart season, which is the case for Jaden Daniels, but it was really good prior to that. And just like for the one thing that Jaden has that Drake and, Caleb don't have going for them is that there's nothing that Jaden Daniels could have done this past season to improve his stock more than he did, right? So there are going to be some people that are saying, why not take a guy that we just saw carve up college football for a full season as opposed to two players who kind of had a lesser year relative to the year they had the prior season. So um, I don't know if I would bet my mortgage, but I would at least bet a decent amount on Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. If you were to sit down with him um, and there has been some questions about whether it be leadership or yeah. uh, or other things, what would you want to know from Caleb Williams? i got to be honest with you guys. I think some of it's been unfair to Caleb so far. Uh, I, you know, I haven't heard anything from anybody that's been in that program or been around that program you know, when scouting Caleb Williams in person. And uh, you know, These scouts go on the road and they do these in-person visits, and it's not just for one player, but obviously all of them are going to ask about Caleb Williams. And nobody that I've spoken with, I can't say that I've spoken to every NFL scout that's ever been through the USC campus. But nobody that I've spoken with has told me, like, this character is such a concern that you need to be investigating it night and day until the draft begins. As a matter of fact, like, nothing even close to that. Honestly, 
Like, I don't think I, I don't think character is like a red flag or leadership is a red flag for Caleb Williams at all. I will say this. Caleb Williams uh, has not yet signed with an agent. And I'm not saying that every player has to have an agent. Lamar Jackson just showed that you can get a big-time deal done with an agent. I just think that the – I think an agent can help either squelch ideas or narratives or like just like help educate people, right? Like that's somebody who's acting on your behalf. And in the case of many of the, you know, a lot of the quarterbacks end up with the same kind of cluster of agents. Like they've got a direct line to people in the media that have massive microphones that can help kind of like set the record straight when nonsense dribbles out into the ether. And so, you know, I've seen or read or heard some of the stuff that people are kind of asking about and, I just say, like, in my own sort of, like, digging on it, I don't feel like a whole lot of it is particularly fair to Caleb Williams. Field Yates joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Do you believe uh, a play to the commanders for him uh, is an overplayed story out there? I do. Uh, just because, you know, we're, we're connecting a dot, obviously, and them having the experience of Cliff Kingsbury being there for a year with him. But, you know, the reality is this. If you're going to make that move from two to one, the only way that you're doing that is because you think it's Caleb or you think it's just one quarterback and nobody else that really moves the needle amongst these top prospects. It also means that you're paying, I think, I think, at least two plus 40, the pick that you traded for Montez or uh, traded uh, Montez Sweat for, and your first round pick next year, maybe more guys. And after what Carolina experienced this past year, I think there's some scar tissue around the NFL on top of the idea that the commanders might feel like, hey, Caleb's the best, but Jaden Daniels or Drake May ain't that bad either. So um, it's a fun storyline. It's going to be discussed a million times between now and when we actually get to the draft. But, I mean, I'd be, I don't know about stunned. Nothing would stun me, right? But, like, I understand the hurdles that exist to get a deal done between those two teams. Field, how do you feel about Justin Fields and how he has performed as a Bear the last three years? And if, in fact, they do pivot and go in a different direction in the draft, what type of interest would exist out there, in your opinion? I mean, this is Justin is kind of a Rorschach test, right? Like, you see what you want to see with him. Generally speaking, generally speaking, if a quarterback has not proven in three years that he is absolutely, unquestionably the guy, it means he's probably not the guy. Uh, I've used this analogy before. If the Chargers had the first overall pick and not the Bears, and the Chargers still had Justin Herbert as their quarterback, would anybody be sitting here saying, you know, the Chargers, maybe they trade Justin Herbert and they instead take Caleb Williams and start fresh? The answer is no, of course not, right? So that part of my brain says that in three years, you know, not full-time starter, but, you know, a chunk of that is the starter – we still haven't gotten to the point where we could state that Justin Fields is, you know, without question, the future for the Bears. He's done enough at the same time that the conversation exists. So I, I, I really believe, like, reasonable minds can disagree. So while my, like, conclusion for this all would be that I would try to get whatever I could for Justin and then take the top quarterback on the Bears board at number one, if someone told me that, like, Three months from now, Justin's still the quarterback, and the Bears has Bears have you know nine plus whatever other draft picks they get from number one, which would probably be a boatload. Like, I don't think that's some crazy concept. I just think though that if you told me I had to absolutely 
state uh, stake 50 million bucks a year on Justin Fields for five more years beyond his two left in his current deal, I think there's just a lot more risk than there are for other guys who have done similar deals in the recent couple of years. If, if they do trade him, do you see a, con- a connection with the team? <laughs> you know, everybody's going to do the Raiders thing. Uh, you know, my, my feeling on the Raiders with Luke Getzey is yeah, that no. the Raiders are either all in or all out on that trade, right? Like, Luke either thinks that Justin's a stud and they can go to, you know, they, they can really perform on a high level, or Luke would say, hey, maybe the quarterback was just as much the problem as I was last year, and I don't want any part of it, right? Um, I think the teams you have to look at for a Justin trade are those that uh, it, March obviously foretells a lot of April, right? But if, you know, there's going to be only two teams that sign Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins, the two, like, credible quarterback options in free agency. And there are a couple of potential moving parts guys that could be traded that are sort of lower-level quarterbacks. Maybe some teams will settle there. But at the end of the day, you're going to have teams that don't get one of those two veterans, don't make any sort of notable move, and have a pick that's not in the top three. It's going to be the... You're going to be talking about Atlanta. You're talking about the Raiders, maybe, or maybe not, as we just stated. Denver, teams like that. Um, Steelers. And some of them are going to end. Yes, yeah, Steelers could be one as well, right, with Arthur Smith. Um, so I, it's going to be those kind of teams who don't have, like, great means to get a quarterback other than offering something that's a relatively nominal price. Well, I, I don't believe it's going to be a first-round pick, but, you know, trading pick 45 or 50 is not – a prohibitive cost for a reasonable roll of the dice. Phil, were you surprised the Bears decided to stick with Matt Eberflus with some of the names that were available out there on the coaching front? No, not, you know, like, surprised. Not entirely, guys. You know, like, you know, a lot of the coaches that were fired or you know, that teams parted ways with, it was kind of obvious the course had been run and it was just time to, you know, make a change here. Felt like with the Bears, like trending up towards the end of the season, obviously had a bit of a bit of a different outlook there, and it does seem like Flus has you know a lot of support at the highest levels. Sorry, this is Vegas for you guys. Yeah, the, the bucket, um, the bucket boys, the bucket boys getting after it. So um, I don't know, not 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 totally surprised. Like you know, um, I, I don't I don't really have a strong stance on it to be honest. Okay, but it's a big year ahead. Yeah, oh, no doubt. I mean, there could – listen, when you're drafting first overall and you do draft a quarterback, if things don't go well next year, then, you know – We know, I mean, we you, know who's yeah, head rolls. Yeah, exactly. So, 100%. Yep. Interesting. Totally. You know, with, with a guy like you, with your stature, um, and young children at home, when you go to Vegas – are you are you playing it conservative or are cutting you cutting it loose? Or, or are you cutting it loose? I, I got kids. I got to pay for guys. So I'm cutting it loose. No risky, no biscuit, baby. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love it. All right, great be- city out here. We before- make some donations to the great state of Nevada. What happens on Sunday? I think the Chiefs win 27-24. Look, I've been asked that question so much. If I sound too matter-of-fact when I say that, it's only because I you know, I feel like I've had the canned answer by now. Uh, I'm going to make it really simple, is that I just don't have it in me to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy <laughs> Reid and Travis Kelsey right now. Like, I'd love to give you some brilliant, nuanced take about, you know, like blitz pressures the Chiefs can dial up or run schemes that they, uh, you know, can give, fits, they can give San Francisco fits with. But ultimately, it's like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, hard to bet against those guys. Yeah. 
It's great. Where, where's all the noise coming from? Are you on the strip? Are you downtown? Is this we're in the, in the media? The media, the Mandalay Bay is where this media center is. So oh, I've yet to find a quiet spot. So I apologize. No, that's now. great. All that's good. awesome. That's the ambient noise. I want you guys. I want you guys to get the experience, you know, the whole, the, the ambiance, exactly. Just saying, like, I want we you like guys that. to feel it all. Yeah, that's yeah, great. We love it. Yeah. You're, you're great at what you do. We yep. love talking to you, catching up. All the best, Field. Thank Thanks, you. Field. Right back to you guys. I'm going to go buy myself a $13 coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Put Expensive. a little alcohol in it. Yeah, uh, it'd be, be about four-ounce coffee. Yeah, maybe yeah. some Baileys in there. There you go. That, that's my goal here. Yeah, no, beer. I, I can't afford beer out here. There's like a, uh, <laughs> I saw some happy hour where they're offering 12-ounce beers for like 32 bucks. I'm like, that's, that's a, happy hour special pricing? Yeah. What's going on? Is it really? It, have they jacked up the prices that much? Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. It's truly remarkable. Like, it's that 32 bucks is a little bit of hyperbole, guys. But, like, you know, they, they have mastered the idea of get you into the casino as much as possible. Like, so all the beers you can buy that are not in the casino – dissuade you from leaving the casino meanwhile the wi-fi in the room is spotty so you constantly go back down to the casino i mean it's just like the perfect storm here but i would assume that the disney per diem will factor in all of the the raised prices no no question I, right i don't know disney per diem might cover breakfast at this rate so <laughs> I, I i had a i had a raisin for breakfast that was the only thing i could afford today so. We'll talk to you soon, Thanks, Field. Field. Thank Be you. Well. Hey, let's, uh, sounds good, guys. Talk to you soon. There you go. Field Yates does great work for ESPN. I think the common, like, the conclusions as we talk to everyone are pretty, you know. Yeah. Universal. Pretty universal and self-explanatory. Doesn't mean the uh, opposite can't happen. Exactly. Right. So if you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776, we do have a chance to take some calls. We have not taken a lot of calls. And by the way, Waddle... Um, uh, we have a reporter in town right now, television reporter, that is exclusive renderings of a stadium that is going to be built in the city. Okay. I will tell you about that coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Brian Erlacher joining us, the Hall of Famer. It's Waddle and Sylvie. When you see Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, do you go back to your days of dating celebrities? Chris off. (laughs) (laughs) Sylvie. No, no, I, 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 like, I, uh, I am very happily married with my wife. Thank you for bringing saying, that up, though. I'm not saying uh, that you're not, but I mean, like, I was reminiscing no, I think, with no, the boys about that, like, well, back in. Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So, do you think that was a bigger deal as they're making about the, the, the Swift uh, Kelsey thing? No. I mean, this is so. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about that because I can't. I like watching football games for football, not all the entertainment crap that they start infiltrating into the game now. Um, I almost don't want to watch a Super Bowl because I can't imagine. And I like my daughter's love Taylor Swift. So just seeing her on there every other shot is getting old. I just remember this. Travis cut a three-yard pass with the Bucs. I knew he would have that. uh, I didn't think he'd tell me to piss off, but I knew he would have to take about Taylor Swift. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to really want to engage in his his experience with Paris Hilton. It, was, off. it wasn't yeah. just Paris Hilton, remember? That's true. Jay McCarthy as Jenny well. Jenny McCarthy yeah. at the end of his career. Piss off. <laughs> Such Sorry. a great response. I didn't ask. I think he interpreted 
my question is asking, do you miss right. dating celebrities? Yeah. How did I phrase the question? I like I was just saying, like, does it take you back to this? Like and and I do remember he, he said it was one did he say it was one game? One time, one game? Is it that was that Monday night game. Uh, and all the cameras were were all over it, and I and he got very mad at the media for like it was on the Sun Times and everything. It could, well, because you phrased it so when you see Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, do you go back to your days dating a celebrity? And then he very quickly piss off. Yeah, he, oh, he piss went off, piss off. I remember such a great undervalued phrase. Love it. Piss I, off. I thought he was going like. I, I thought he would tell me to F off. Yeah. He's, was, he's done that before. Well, I mean, I think that that shows you his, you know, I was going to say maturity, but, like, he's he's savvy now. He's a savvy media <laughs> person. He? Yeah, he is. He, 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 I'll he, piss he, off. He definitely is. Um, piss off. It, didn't he say then, too, that's when he told the rest of the media and us? He wasn't that, talking anymore? Yeah, Fox Sports is that. He, he would just say, I'm only talking to Fox Sports, Jay Glazer. And I even said to him off the air, I go, Brian, we go way back. I covered you since your, your rookie year. Piss he goes, off. He goes, it's nothing against you. I'm just not doing local media anymore. Piss off. Piss off. Yeah, piss off. Piss off. Thick, he kind of softened on that stance as time went on, didn't he? L- later in his yeah. career, yes. yes. Well, certainly that, now, that, I know. but No, no, but... Uh, but like when he but, was playing still. From, uh, we had a great relationship yeah. with him from like... What, 2010, we, we really were talking to him a lot in their run of that year. We had him on after the uh, the NFC Championship game, don't you remember? So we're busting his balls about getting tripped up by Aaron Rodgers That's when he true. had the interception. Right. So, like, in the back three, four, five years of his career, we would have him on quite often. Yeah. And then, uh, but... I'll always remember that there was the the picture on the Sun Times. I want to say of Par- he was giving Paris Hilton a piggyback ride in one of the hotels in Vegas. I did not. I don't remember that. That's where they first met. They met in Vegas, and then and it was like you know this is a small town, Chicago. We act like this is a small town when it comes to celebrities. So like it was big news that he was dating. Uh, Paris Hilton. Hoodie told the story today. Were you on the air when yeah. he was telling, he was telling the story? me that, that his producer, when he was working at the other station, I guess, when the game was going on, asked Paris Hilton, came into the, the, the box where she was watching the game from, and asked if she would do an interview with Jonathan. And he said she, she, she left for about 10 minutes, came back, was all kind of dolled up and said, sure, I'm ready. And his producer was like, oh, no, no, this is a radio interview. This isn't a television interview. It's just like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Not interested in your cell phone where I'm going to do an interview with yeah. somebody in a studio. I thought this was television. Right. That's how we, that we, we met. We met Paris Hilton. I met Paris Hilton twice. Once in the Bahamas at the Atlantis with Berger. And then once we were out, we, we didn't meet her well, though. Right. She was she sitting was at the table yeah. next to us when we were in Los Angeles. Yes, in LA. Yeah. So, uh, I'll piss off. <laughs> what a great piss response. off. Let me that take Matt's screen one, and then I'll tell you about the stadium stuff. Uh, Matt, Matt's been very patient. What's on your mind, Matt? 
Hey, Sylvia Waddle, thanks for taking my phone call. You got I, it. I, Sylvia, I, I heard with Colin Cowherd last week and then Shafter yesterday and now today with Field Yates with with uh, Caleb Williams and not having a certified agent. I know the NFLPL has to have a certified agent to represent you, and I know from what all three of those experts at the NFL said that he's going to go with a management team. Is that something like where basically his dad and, then, and I think Colin Cowherd said it was like a marketing girl and then Caleb will be in the room? Whenever they discuss a like, contract negotiation or whenever the Bears bring him into to like for a pro visit, that like, this whole big consortium of people is going to be in the room with him. So we're like, I just don't understand like what is it exactly is going to happen if he doesn't get an NFL uh, certified agent to represent him because it just seems like it's going to be a big problem like we did with Roquan Smith when he represented himself and that he had to hear the bad things about like the contract and the negotiation that just seemed like we need a middleman to represent him to. You know, like to tell them, that, like, this is how it goes in negotiations. It's a good question, and it, I, I'm sure it's going to come up at the Combine when he does speak. I think there's still a long way to go before we know if that, that's the way it's going to be going for him without representation. I would bet he hires an agent. I would think so, but aren't all rookie salaries kind of slotted? Like, there's not a lot of negotiation these days? I there, there is, but there still can be holdouts, as yeah. we saw with... I know not just the Roquan Smith holdout when he was a free agent, but Roquan held out his rookie year. Yeah, that's true. Did we have a? Wasn't there a contract dispute too a couple of years ago with um, which rookie was it? Was it Zach Wilson? No, no, no. With the Bears. Oh, the Bears. No, I wasn't it Roquan? Not Roquan. I, I said Roquan, but two years ago in Poles' rookie year, wasn't there an issue with? Um, Tyreek Stevenson. Not Tyreek the, the year before. before. Brisker. 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 With Jaquan Brisker, I thought. I thought that had come up recently with um, with some of the falling out and some of the firing. But the truth is, there hasn't been like an actual NFL rookie player not to show up right. like before the start of the regular season right. In, right. in since I don't know how many CBAs ago now. Right. That's not something I would worry about at this point. Yeah, and, and like that's why he's going to be one of the most anticipated interviews that we've seen at the combine in years. Hasn't talked. Yeah, nobody knows how he's feeling. So, like, will he play for whoever drafts him? What is uh, uh, like? What are his thoughts on a lot of these things? And hopefully, we'll be at the combine. We're expecting to be. Um, so, the stadium thing from WGN Television, Taman Bradley. One of their reporters, I guess he's their investigative reporter, a political reporter, and an anchor there. He's also a White Sox fan, so this is perfect for him. He has tweeted out pictures, and at their 6 o'clock news, they're going to have um, the exclusive story. He, uh, he tweeted, you can put it on the board, yes, exclusive. Related Midwest and the Chicago White Sox Pitch for a stadium in the South Loop 78. That's the name of that land. Renderings of the ballpark site master plan projected economic impact. WGN-TV News at 6. And with it, there are pictures and renderings of this ballpark that they would want to build in the South Loop. And then they have some of the numbers, you know, that they say would benefit the city and it would impact the different neighborhoods, not only the Loop area, but also Bridgeport because of them leaving and some of the buildings that would be built 
in place of Sox Park. The renderings are great. They look good. I, I, I think it all looks very appealing. The one question I have is, is the stadium is once again facing a direction that, that people would probably question, right? Isn't, if I, am I looking at this correctly? Isn't the stadium facing southwest? No, I think it's facing northeast. It is, okay. Yeah. So, it's facing, so looking, it's facing the Willis Tower. Right, okay. So now, that would be Here's what that I would, would be good too. Like it, in terms of like the stadium direction, wouldn't you want to put the stadium facing the river? So you could have like the splash effect of a home run goes into the river. I think you want the buildings. You want to look out into the buildings, the skyline. Yeah, I think the the visual would be more important to you than actually watching a ball go into a dirty river. I mean, you know, you know, you know what's what's cool about this, and like we can only do so much on radio. Um, it's open in the outfield, kind of like a collegiate or spring training yeah, it looks feel cool. like there there are bleachers and an upper i don't know if it's an upper deck in like the left field cornerish area and in the right field area but in center field it looks like it's it's completely open right and then that there would be places for people to sit on grass it looks cool I well mean, yeah it, basically it they've obviously brought over the old time uh comiskey park scoreboard you know, with the uh, fireworks display, and then behind that, it looks like where they've got like a, a like a general admission seating area for people to you know whatever lay down you know picnic blankets or whatever. I'm kind sure, of like Petco, isn't that like how Petco is where? There's like a deep center field area where there's a grassy knoll where people can yes. sit out with blankets and different things. It reminds me of like a ballpark in in spring training. How many does it say? How many seats they're projecting that the new stadium would have? No, I have not I, seen that. I think like even I mean I remember talking to somebody who was. I think that the trend now, especially with smaller, the NFL, right? yeah, smaller with better sight lines, better, more room, better and amenities. Yeah, because the difference is you don't necessarily want to have a stadium that seats forty five, fifty thousand, especially for a baseball right. team that has eighty one home days you're a not year. Fill it. Yeah, you'd much rather go somewhere between thirty and forty. Yes, better make, seats, and you're going to charge more for those seats yes. and fill it up. Yes, make it more of in demand, yeah. supply and demand. You want to be the hot club that everyone has to stand in line to get into, rather than the club that anybody I, can just I, show I, up and get a ticket to. I think that that's going to be the trend with with football stadiums too. Instead of having 90,000-seat stadiums, what you're going to have is, like, what is the maximum capacity or what is the minimum capacity you have to have now? 70 for a 70 Super Bowl. 70 for a Super Bowl. So, and maybe some of those are temporary just to get the Super Bowl, and then you kind of you modify it afterwards. But I, I think the trend is going to be fewer seats, bigger seats, better sidelines, better amenities, and the experience is going to be enhanced versus trying to cram 80,000 people in. Sylvia, you know what I like on this uh, rendering is that you look on the stadium, you see the Jumbotron, you see the White Sox actually winning the World Series in the Jumbotron oh, picture, which is a nice nice, nice touch. I'd yeah, like to see you that. you got to have that. I'm just saying that would be has, nice to see. Hasn't there been renderings where the team actually is losing? That's true, you're right. Like, haven't they made mistakes with that? Yeah, they've got a picture. I think it's AJ and uh, Pablo Azuna and all the White Sox mobbing each other, uh, obviously, at uh My picture Houston here shows Michael Barrett punching AJ. <laughs> no, that, that's not it. That's just a different sight. So, yeah, and, and then it, it's right on the river. 
Um, and then you can see it within the buildings. It's surrounded by buildings. And then the openness of center field looks right out. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's, it's unimpeded, and it's looking right out basically to Willis Tower and the rest of the skyline. Can you see, too, the picture that I'm looking at, how close in proximity Soldier Field is? Do you see the one of the, the entire loop area? Yeah. Do you see that one? Like, that's how close they are. They're yeah. going to be. Um, and, and you wonder if this is a race. Is, is Jerry in a race with the Bears? Is this, or, or is this part of a big master plan where the mayor has wants to do, like, the Bears and the Sox at the same time? Like, I don't, like, again, like you've said to me, has the, the city ever done anything no, the right way? No, like, um, but I, can't I, I believe if I read the article, the, the previous article correctly, there is a time frame here that you have to get this plan approved and kind of put into place. Am I right about this? Before, like, the, I don't know if it's the end of the calendar 2024 year, before so that the funding can be provided in certain ways. Earmarked or whatever yes. for the time frame that they're looking at. I have that article on me still. In order, in order to rob the Illinois Sports Authority? Correct, yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly, the they prefer, they, they prefer the it, term. They didn't use the term partner. No, they prefer the term partner, Sylvie. Partner up. I said partner. It's a race to partner up with the city between. Like that was one of the essence, I think, of the of the the Bears article was that you know maybe maybe Reinsdorf, being the smart businessman he is, this is what he's great at is is beating the Bears to the punch with regard to any type of. Uh, public funding. And then they're going to sell for even more money. Yes. Um, so, All I know it, is, just listen, I, you, you can entertain me with loud noises and bright lights and pretty pictures. Oh, the pictures I'm, I'm look sold. Good. Like, I they, just they look at the pictures. The with the renderings, that's yeah. for sure. Um, so we'll see. I don't know how close this is or how far it is. Can, you, can we roll on the WGN News at 6 and then we'll, we'll play it back? But again, this is their exclusive. I'll retweet it out, too. It's Taman Bradley's story. They're political reporter, and he's a Sox fan as well, but he tweeted out some of the pictures, and then they're going to have it on their 6 o'clock news. We'll roll and get some of the information that he's, he's talking on, and we'll read uh, some of the impact. If you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. Let's read some of the things, too, uh, speaking of business and sports, that Kevin Warren had to say yeah. is. uh in his uh, letter to season ticket holders, Long letter. asking for more money. It's uh, coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. You got the uh, letter from Kevin Warren? More like a book. It's a long letter, and I like I could hear him speaking now. I like I know how he how he speaks. He's very good with the uh, oh, he's tremendous with the fans public. and the relationship. Tremendous public speaker. He's a tremendous representative of the organization, especially when it comes to stuff like this. And I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm saying that sincerely. I mean he he talks about a lot of different things. I mean. When you are raising ticket prices by an average of 8% with increases ranging from 6.2% to 11.3%, you better make that presentation smooth and, and palatable. 
You know, he starts with the opener. I write on this occasion to say thank you for your support and passion. We have the absolute best fan base in the NFL and in all professional sports. It's been my absolute pleasure to serve as president and CEO of the Chicago Bears during the past 10 months. I am humbled to work for this historic franchise as I move to the conclusion of my first full year. I remain confident and energized regarding the future. And he goes on and he details, um, you know, it, the one thing he did say in here is he, he says officially, um, uh, I have great enthusiasm to bring a Super Bowl victory to Chicagoland area as well as a new world-class fixed-roof stadium. They don't call it domed because that's not how it is anymore. Like the sound, doesn't state. sound as classy either. Right. It could be flat. Hey, we playing in a dome. Isn't that how Bank of America Stadium is? It's a flat glass roof. Yeah. It's a fixed roof. It's a classier way to say it. A world-class fixed roof stadium. Not an indoor facility. General Manager Ryan Poles and Head Coach Matt Eberflus are working aggressively and diligently during the offseason to right. build a champion to championship team, including the recent hirings of Shane Waldron as offensive coordinator right. and Eric Washington as right. defensive coordinator. Right. It's, written, it's not written by oh, Eberflus. Man. And many talented position coaches. They each bring additional proven leadership to the Chicago Bears. Right. Acquiring transformational players like DJ Moore and Montez Sweat galvanized our roster last season. And we have an incredible opportunity to continue to add playmakers in all three phases of the game. I'm excited about what the future holds on the field for the Chicago Bears. With strong draft capital capital, and a healthy salary cap situation, I'm confident our front office and scouting teams will be able to add to our strong core group of young players. Does not mention Justin Fields. It, doesn't, it does not. Everyone wants to connect dots. Everyone was connecting dots after the marketing team sent out a highlight video of Justin. I wonder how people are responding. So after the fluff comes the boom. Here comes the everybody boom. Everybody feeling good? Everybody? Oh. Come on, everybody. Get the Danny music. Give Here comes the boom. Here Give me an the boom. E. Give me an A. Give me an R. Give me an S. Raising your tickets eight to 8%. Season ticket holders will continue to be critical to the success of the Chicago Bears on and off the field. Your presence at Soldier Field plays a significant role in asserting a home field advantage. Winning our final five home games during the 2023 regular season was evident and much appreciated. Now it's going to cost you. Your ad- no, he didn't say there, that. I added no, that. Right? Your advocacy off the field and in the community is felt both locally, nationally, and internationally we thank you. As part of our 2024 planning, we have spent the last few months evaluating our season ticket prices and the market considerations that factor into our business decisions. With careful thought and analysis, our 2024 season ticket package price will increase on average by 8%, with increases ranging from 6.2% to 11.3%. How much? I asked this of Meller. Because he's a season ticket holder. They're going to play eight regular season games and one preseason game at Soldier Field. But they're going to play in London as well at Tottenham uh, Hotspur Stadium. Is that a home game? Mm-hmm. What is the revenue share for ticket sales there? Does the NFL collect that? Or does that 
like how does I wonder how that affects the financials of the Bears. Now, I mean, he talks about how, you know, while the date and opponent for our international game will be announced closer to NFL schedule release, please know that there are great options for season ticket holders looking to travel to the U.K. to cheer on the Chicago Bears. Information regarding tickets and travel packages through NFL on location will be shared directly with season ticket holders first so you can join us in showcasing the traditions of the Chicago Bears on an international stage. Like, if you don't have access... You're getting one less game of revenue unless you're getting all right. of the revenue there. Right. Maybe yeah. that's why they are they telling indirectly telling us the ticket price raise is because we've got one less home game this year. Well, but that that doesn't roll back when they get the added home. That's game. true. You know, they next never year, roll back. Next year, they're not going to say, "Hey, no, we no. love you guys. We won eleven games and we won the NFC North, and we're cutting ticket." Yeah. No, we're yeah. not. We're going to raise them again. All right, three one because you always get ten home games. They're only getting nine. Right. You always get you you either get two preseason games and uh, eight. Home games now with the unbalanced schedule, or you get one preseason game and nine regular season home games. They're only getting nine uh, games. Period. Total. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. I know some season ticket holders are calling in. There's also someone, Bill, who wants to weigh in, talk about who related Midwest is owned by, which I think think is interesting. And then we'll get to Aki's A list. We'll get to all of this coming up next.